Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey everybody, welcome to our education and information segment. Many of you have heard me talk about what it means to be a parent of a child that goes missing. We also have talked about what the experience is in our community and what we are doing about using our technology to make sure we get these kids back. 35th anniversary of Missing Children's Day. Honestly, I never thought I'd say that. But more than 900 Amber Alerts issued on Facebook. Joining me here today, Emily Vesher, Director of Trust and Safety Facebook, and Callahan Walsh, Child Advocate for the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. So every day, folks, more than 1,200 children go missing in the United States. That is a staggering staggering number. Uh, Welcome to both of you. Thank you for joining us here today. There's much to talk about. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Um, I want to, I I think, let's start out with you, Emily, if I could. Um, And the first thing I want to start out is, you know, as we look at Facebook and how Facebook is in the media, this is one of these things we are not talking about, about how Facebook comes to the forefront to help us really not just step ahead on how to take care of issues like this, but actually lead the field. So I want to ask you about how these Amber Alerts on Facebook works and what you're doing to advance this technology, because this is serious, right? Right. When you said that advanced technology, that's what I think about when I think about the changes in the way that we investigate cases of missing children and the way that we look for missing children. Back in the late 70s, there was a little boy from New York City named Aton Pate. And when he disappeared, he was actually the first child to be put on the back of a milk carton and information flyers were distributed. Look how far we've come. Yeah, I remember that. You do? I'm from New York. It's amazing how technology has changed that. Yeah, well, I'm so glad you brought that up because we don't recognize how how amazing things have changed. I'm not saying we're 100% there, but you know, from where you can see, I would love for you to educate everybody here to let them know what Facebook is doing to partner with local organizations and also what you're most excited about here in terms of results. Our main partner in this endeavor is the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. So when a child goes missing, every state has an Amber Alert coordinator who's a law enforcement official who will say that the case is right for an Amber Alert, and they then send the information to the National Center. As soon as they get it, they will notify us at Facebook. We have a team that's dedicated to this 24-7, 365. No matter the day or time, an alert comes in. 
When they do, we prepare the alert, which will include critical information about the missing child, including a photograph of the child and any descriptive information, like a make, model, or license tag of a vehicle, a clothing description, something that can be shared with the public so that the public can actually assist in finding the missing child. And then it's at that time, we'll push this to Facebook. And as you know, people walk around these days holding their cell phones in their hands. Oh, yeah. So they're in their communities when they receive life-saving information about the case. And we've had several instances since we launched this program back in January of 2015 where somebody was simply checking their Facebook saw the alert, and then saw the missing child. So it's really remarkable, and it really comes down to two things, technology, but what's most important is the community that surrounds the child, that sees the information, and cares enough to do the right thing, which is involve law enforcement. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, the latest Moms and Media report that comes out, because we follow it. Women are our top listeners, and especially moms. And so the latest information about moms, study, empirical data, 92% uh, are on smartphones. And when you hear the information about how often they log in and how they take it with them and how they use it, it's staggering. So I'm so glad we are talking about this. You know, uh, Emily Vasher, everyone joining me here today, as well as Callahan Walsh. You know, Callahan Walsh, National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, one of the partners. Callahan, thank you for joining me here today. You know, I want to ask you the same question. You know, fast forward where we were, where we are, and what are you most looking forward to about the future endeavor and what results we can expect? Well, uh, as you pointed out, uh, the way we search for missing children has changed dramatically uh, over the course of just several years. Uh, we're using technology better than ever before, and Facebook is a great example of that. Uh, back in 1981, when my brother Adam first went missing, my parents were quick to realize there was no national support system for them. There was no organization. Cops barely even knew how to look for missing kids. In fact, they didn't even want to start looking for Adam until 48 hours after his abduction. He was only six years old. Uh, they stated that he could be a runaway, uh, but he had never even walked home from a school bus stop. And so, you know, if Amber Alerts were, were around back then, there would be a chance that we would have been able to bring Adam home alive. Unfortunately, there wasn't. Uh, and it's taken some, some great individuals to, to help us put together the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. It started in my parents' garage, up just a card table and yeah. a landline, not to look for Adam. Adam's yeah. remains were found two weeks after his abduction, but his story was one of the first that made national media attention. You have to remember back then, we didn't have this 24-hour news cycle that we have now. <laughs> Adam's case was one of the first that really got and captured the America. And my parents received countless letters from other parents of missing children who weren't getting the same attention that Adam's case got. That's when they realized something had to be done. They started the Adam Walsh Resource Center in 82, and then... Uh, combined uh, forces to tr to start the uh, National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, which is an organization that's gone on to help recover over 250,000 missing children. And like you said, we're using technology in a way that uh, we never could imagine in the past. Uh, Facebook for instance, is a great partner of ours, especially with the AMBER program, because yeah. not only are we getting these AMBER alerts out there to the public, to more people, geo-targeted in the specific area where we think the child was, but it also includes an image of that child. An image is the most important tool when it comes to the recovery of a missing child. So to have that image on there, including all the other descriptors and 
the, the make and model of car and, and license plate, all that information is great, but that photo is invaluable. And so Facebook putting these Amber Alerts out there, leveraging their technology, their platform for social good is an amazing thing. It's helping us bring kids home quicker and safer than ever before. Yeah, I love that we're talking about this because it's only going to get better. I mean, you know, many people don't know how Facebook is being involved in in this particular effort or in any effort to create a better world. And this announcement, and certainly for our listeners, is very important. But it does beg one question that, uh, Emily, I would love for you to talk about, uh, and that is, um, how can we encourage the people that are listening to this, that are Facebook uh, fans, let's say, how can we talk to them and say, this is what we'd like you to do. This is how you can help us. There are many ways that people can help. Um, the first, and I think the most important, is about always having open and honest lines of communication with their kids. There's no magic trick. There's no magic piece of technology that's going to keep kids safe. What keeps kids safe is communicating. And in terms of the Amber Alert system, What's important there is that it's shared very quickly and that people pay attention. It's so easy to get distracted by so many things that you see on your cell phone today. But I want the people to know is that Amber Alerts, even though there are so many kids that go missing each year, it's a specialized program that is used very, very rarely. So this means if you see an Amber Alert on Facebook, on your mobile device or on your desktop, it means two things. It means that there's a child in your community who's at great risk of harm. And since you're seeing it, you're in a position to be able to help. So please take those couple of seconds that it takes to take a look at the poster, take a look at the information, and then just keep your eyes and your ears open when you're out in your community, because doing so could save a life. Yeah, I thank you for that, uh, because, you know, I just gave you a snippet of the latest Moms and Media study that we follow because they are our listeners. People thought we were out of our mind when we said we were going to target women 15 years ago. They said, oh, forget about it. And now, you know, here we are all over the world with women. But here's what's interesting. And I love that we're talking about this. 98% of these moms, right, over 35, own cell phones. They are plugged into technology. They get it. I believe it's because of what we are talking about today. They know that they have to be connected right. with when things like this come up. Don't you? What do you both think about that? Absolutely. Being connected is the most important thing. We need to be available to our children. We need to be role models to our children. And we need to make sure that they understand that they can talk to us. Mm -hmm. That's one of the biggest issues where when parents threaten kids and say, if I see anything bad on your phone or your computer, I'm going to punish you by taking that away. All that does is encourage kids to keep secrets and not come to their parents when they see something online that's scary or confusing or inappropriate. So at the end of the day, even with all the technology that we're talking about, what we need to do is have open, honest lines of communication. I love this. Emily nailed that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I love the you partnership know, we, between you two for two reasons. One, Emily, your background also is with the FBI. And Callahan, you know, you're coming here as somebody that is real life experience. So when you put both of y'all together, 
it is greater than each of you individually. And Callahan, sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. No, no, no problem at all. I just uh, wanted to echo what uh, what Emily said. She she nailed it. You know, having open lines of communication, setting ground rules and sticking to them, and understanding the technology. Uh, parents are getting more savvy, but kids know much more about the technology than parents do. And sometimes it's hard to have that conversation uh, with your child uh, about what's going on with their phone. But that's what it's all about. Talking to your kids early as well. You know, what you're talking to your youngest child about uh, along the lines of online safety is very different than what you're talking to your oldest child about. So ongoing, successful conversations about safety is very important and, and empowering them to make safe and smart decisions. The parent won't always be there, especially when it comes to this online world. So empowering them to make that safe and smart decision is key. Yeah. I want to ask you both, start with you, Emily. I know our time is short and you both have to run. Um, I, I would love to know, as you look ahead for the next three years, let's just say, I, I, I want to know from your perspective, what's on the horizon and what do you want to see developed? I think technology changes at such an incredible mm -hmm. pace that it's really even hard to anticipate. Mm -hmm. But what I would like to see is that we communicate better with each other as a society and we put the focus on our children on communicating with them and keeping them safe, sharing the Amber Alerts, talking about the Amber Alerts. And one of the things I hope we do, because the majority of the children that go missing, probably around 90%, is their endangered runaways. So how can we better protect those kids from mm -hmm. ever becoming runaways in the first place? And I think technology will play a role in that. Mm, wow. Callahan, th thank you, Emily. Callahan, how about you? Again, what Emily was saying was spot on. Uh, our runaways are a huge portion of our missing children. And what's unfortunate is we're able to determine that one in seven runaways is likely a sex trafficking victim. This is where the missing and the exploited come together. Oftentimes, these kids are groomed and lured from the home by, you know, a potential older boyfriend. Uh, and they don't realize that uh, within just a few weeks, they're, go they're going to be out on the streets mm -hmm. working for that tip. And so it, it, it's very important to talk to your kids. Uh, again, have that ongoing conversation and start early. Start very early with your kids. And, and don't be, you know, you don't need to fear monger. You don't need to scare your children. Uh, simple conversations, being open and honest about the, these dangers is what it's all about. Once those ch these children know and understand uh, the risks and the dangers out there, they can better deal with them. Thank you. Uh, last question. Um, first of all, I'd love to know from each of you how people can find out more about this. And then if you had to pick each of you one thing that you would say to parents that are listening to this show, recommendations, tips, whatever that is, uh, what would that be? Let's start with you, Emily. We have a great safety center at Facebook, and you can find that at facebook.com slash safety. One of the sections in there in particular actually helps parents initiate, as I call it, the tech talk with their kids. So learning this when the child is young is what's really important. You can't start with a technology talk when your child's 16. You've completely missed the boat. Yeah. It's like not teaching your kids to look both ways before they cross the street mm. until they're 16. You don't do that as a parent. So talking to your children early using all available resources, like resources that we have at Facebook, is what will help you through conversations, but it's what's going to help keep your kids safe. Mm. Wow, that's a really good point. Thank you for that. Thank you. Um, Callahan, how about you? 
Well, for anyone that wants to find more information about the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children or uh, look at some of our prevention education programs, we have a great online safety program, a great real-world safety program as well. They can go to missingkids.org. And uh, my takeaway is, is something that my parents always told me, and it was we need to make sure that Adam didn't die in vain. And if his song is to continue, then we must do the singing. And that's what National Missing Children's Day is all about, which is today. That's what uh, these Amber Alerts are all about. That's what the work that's being done at the National Center every day that we go there. We're trying to put ourselves out of a job. Unfortunately, that's not the case. But we want to empower parents to, to make sure that they're having these great conversations, these empowering conversations with their kids about safety, they're informative, they're honest, and make sure that these kids know what these dangers are uh, from an early age and so that they can navigate these waters on their own. So it's very important for parents to understand uh, what's going on and, and having these conversations. I, I don't mean to sound like a broken record here, but it really is. You'd be surprised how many parents don't parent up. These kids know more about technology than they do, and so they might have a hard time you know, starting this conversation. But Start simple. Ask your kids, what apps are they using? How do they use them? What kind of conversations are they having? Are they being approached by, by strangers online or anything like that? And make sure that they know if they see anything that makes them feel sca sad, scared, confused, or uncomfortable, that they can go to you as a parent, that they won't get in trouble for something they bring to your attention. Io, thank you so much. We are here. For those of you listening, TransformationTalkRadio.com. We have put a link on our website to both of these websites, and we will be posting this interview throughout our social media connections. Thank you so much for all that you do. I really appreciate you both. Thank you. Thank you for allowing us to share this information with your listeners. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for having yeah, us. You, what you're doing is invaluable. Those of us have had, that have gone down the pathway and have experienced anything remotely close to this, it really hits us at a deeply, deeply heartfelt level. It's hard to even put words to it. So thank you for taking the action to protect our kids. Thank you so much for that. Let's take a short break, everyone. Wow, I got a little choked up right there. Woo. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right thank back. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. You're, the work you're doing is invaluable. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Okay. Have a great one. Thank you both.